Delco. What is Delco? Urban Dictionary, maybe the best definition of any place in the history of any place. Delco is the nickname for Delaware County, not just a place to live, it's a way of life. Delco isn't something you obtain with a short visit while you're passing through. Never has been, or don't actually live here, you just won't understand. Delco is something you can spot across the bar while out of town. Speaking of bars, there's 42 to 1 ratio when it comes to bars to libraries. And it's cool to be a 26-year-old bar back. You're just waiting for your big break. Delco people love being from Delco. I don't know if there's anything special from Delco, except being a Delco guy, I kind of like it. What is up, Delaware County, and welcome back for episode number 40. We have hit the big 4-0 of Delco Baseball now. My name is Brendan Ricciardi. I am joined by Ben Thorpe and Ben for the second straight year. We are going to the NLDS. Same opponent, too. Hopefully, same result. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be interesting, uh, you know, to see the difference between last year and this year. Like, just honestly, in terms of, like, the Phillies group as a whole, like, I think we had talked about it, you know, just me being down at the stadium for the first game. Like, there was a lot more confidence. Like, last year was kind of like the Cinderella run. You know, like, you had, like, a team that had never been there before, and everybody's kind of going through it at the same time. Now this is a team that came back, knew what to expect. They took care of business easily, and they're just oozing confidence right now. Yeah, no, and this is where I think that having that wild card game helps you a lot. And we've kind of seen that in previous uh, years where the, the team that wins the wild card game, wild card series, has gone on and done really well in the divisional series. Um, you know, you've got a team in the Phillies that are, they know they're good, they're confident, they've had a good year, and now they've gotten a chance to get playoff experience because it is a different kind of different atmosphere, different game when you get to the playoffs. And they have that now, and the Braves don't. And I know they had, like, simulated games and stuff, but it's still not the same. No. No, and, and it's interesting because, like, obviously this format hasn't been around for too long before, and you saw the Braves did something with, like, a simulated game the other day. For the same reason, like, they said that last year they came in with rust because the Phillies got a little bit of a, a little bit of a head start. And, and got some momentum going. Uh, let's talk about this series. Uh, you know, most of this episode will kind of be more of the preview, but, you know, we obviously have to talk about this series. So I was at game one. Uh, I hate to say it, it was kind of a boring game to be at just in terms of like, you know, there's no like real one like main thing that I'm going to remember about that game in terms of like any one moment besides the fact that Wheeler just went out and did his thing. Yeah, and I mean, it was definitely like not – you're right. There weren't really any moments, I would say. Um, but I don't know. I think that's kind of okay. They, they went on. They kind of cruised to a win. Wheeler just did his thing. And, like, hey, a win in the playoffs is a win. Yeah. I, I, I meant to – it was more like I never once felt – like, I would say once they went up 3-1, I was like – you know, and they got that insurance run in the bottom of the eighth. That's when I'm like, all right, even if Kimbrell kind of, you know, doesn't have his stuff, like – Nothing the Marlins have shown me offensively makes me think that they're going to come back from this deficit. Like, they got a base runner on, then Kimbrell intentionally balked him over. But, you know, yeah. at that point, like, that game was just everything that you could ask for in an ace. Like, he went out there. He had his best stuff. Really, they, they really didn't even hit many balls hard off him. Like, Arias had that line drive that was an out to start the game to Pache. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, really the only hard hit ball. Like, he had his stuff going. And where we were standing, so we had – I was given a free standing room only ticket. So we were in dead center field, like above the batter's eye. You know where those like bleachers are out there? Yeah, yeah. Like looking over the railing. So it was, you know, we were kind of far away, but we were basically looking like the angle of the camera well. So we could see all, like we could see the strike zone better than people, you know, lower level base side, which was, it was interesting. I'd never been up there before. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, that was, uh, I've only, I only, I did standing room for the World Series game last year, but that was up in like, left field so that i've never been out there that's actually that's pretty like cool place to watch a game yeah because we we didn't get into the game until like 7 45 just because we were waiting for guys to get in from work and we just wanted to go in together so we knew we weren't going to get like you know first base side like those standing room tables behind mm -hmm. the concourse and we kind of had to get creative 
But the one thing uh, that was interesting about the stadium is like when I went to get food, there was not a single soul out there. Like I walked into Manco and Manco, grabbed a pizza and left within like 15 seconds. Like everybody was in their seat. Nobody wanted to leave. And it's just like the difference between the playoff and the regular season atmosphere. Oh, yeah. It's just a completely different like. I don't know. I feel like in the regular season, you're kind of there for just like a night at the ballpark type thing. And like, I don't know, even I do that. I go get beers, get food, like whatever. When you're at the play, like when you're at a playoff game, you are there to watch the game. Like you're not messing around with food. You're not messing around with anything. So like, uh, it's, it's definitely, uh, I don't know. I felt like I, they, someone sent the thing in the Chiggies and Pete's line, which is usually like insane. Felt I felt a lot of pride seeing that no one was in there. I don't know. Just like kind of like shows well in the fan base, I think. Yeah, it was uh, – when did I go? It was like the second the Phillies had got done hitting in an inning, and I saw there was no line. I'm like, all right, well, even if I miss anything, it's only the Marlins batting like in the sixth yeah. or whatever inning. So I was like, all right, I'll make I'll make this quick. Um, but Wheeler did his thing. I don't think anybody was necessarily surprised by that. With that being said, as for Nola, like we talked about on the show, it's not that I didn't think they would win, but I, I don't think I saw seven shutout innings coming. Uh, no, I mean like – yeah, I don't know. In the playoffs, like it's kind of hard to sit there and say, "Oh, someone's going seven shutout in general." Um, but dude, he pitches ass off. Like, it, it, incredible job by him. Especially with him knowing like how much was on the line, just in terms of not only his Phillies legacy but his career. I mean, he has a lot of different things on his mind. I'm sure with his baseball career, and you know, he seems like a guy that you know obviously likes to stay in the present. So I, I would say that he's probably not. Too, like thinking too hard about his free agency right now, but like he has to understand that no matter what happens, good or bad, this could be his last year in Philly, right? He could have such a good postseason run that it forces, you know, un, like the Phillies to match a huge contract from another team, which they might not d- decide to do. Or if he'd had a bad start, then maybe he'd have like no good offers from someone and come back. Like there's a lot of things at play here, but for him to go out there, you know, he's just like, he's become like the king of the clinchers. Like I saw a stat. I think in in his four clincher opportunities, which were, let's see, you had to get into the playoffs against Houston last year, to get into the playoffs this year against Pittsburgh. You had this series and then the Cardinals series last year. I think it was 27 innings in one run, maybe. That's – Whatever it was, it was one run. Yeah, no, because I'm trying to think back. Houston was none. This was none. I think maybe he might have let up one in the Pirates. Yeah, I think it was Pittsburgh. Yeah, because they won two nothing against the Cardinals last year. Um, so yeah, like we were doing our Delco Stakes play of the game, and it's like obviously Bryson Stott had the huge grand slam yesterday, but like he had to give it to Nola. They win, they win without the grand slam, as much you know yeah. as it sucks to say. Yeah, no, that they win without the grand slam, but like you might not win without Nola, especially with the performance he did. And I, we talked about the on the last podcast about like the financial implications and everything. I mean, all, but like also like just like legacy in Philly kind of is on the line there. And he went out and just did it, man. And talked about him being a closer. Like hopefully we get some more opportunities. I think it should, it, it is shaping up for him to be game four, right? Or is he three? Uh, it depends how they do it. Cause, cause I remember last year it went game, game off, game, game off. And then it would have been a game five. This yeah. year it's different. They play I mean, Saturday. They're off Sunday. Oh. And then they play Monday. And then they're off Tuesday. So there's a very right. interesting, like, so my guess, and we'll obviously talk about it more in the preview, but like, I would imagine Ranger gets game one. I don't think anybody was arguing yeah. that. I think Wheeler would pitch two, but then Nola would pitch three on Wednesday. Cause if you're pitching Wheeler on Monday, he has an extra, I mean, he has an extra day of rest. He, he pitched on Tuesday. So we'd have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday, which is why I don't think they would rush him back to face Strider on one day short rest. No, yeah, I th- it's. I think it was like, I don't know if it's been confirmed, but it's definitely going to be Ranger game one. Why Why are they splitting it up so much? I don't know. Uh, honestly, I don't think this is the reason, but is there any chance that they don't want the Phillies playing on Sunday because of the Eagles? Like, honest question. Oh, uh, that well, no, no. That would, be, it would yeah. be different if they were both home. Yeah, that's true. But they're not. So yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I, they're probably trying to spread it out, like the uh, like the NBA started doing all that stuff, where they just give a ridiculous amount of rest days in between each thing. Like, I don't know. 
Yeah. Uh, if I was a Braves fan, I'd be pretty pissed about that just because the advantage is supposed to be that we had to use all of our arms. Like now, you know, they're they're obviously uh, going to have Strider, but it's still it, – it's changes. Like we're not – there's a chance we don't have to throw our number four, and if we do, it wouldn't be until game four. So a lot of variables at play here, but the bottom line of, of this series overall was that the Marlins just – had no answers for the Phillies pitching staff between Wheeler and Nola between the bullpen, between the best pitcher on the roster, Orion Kirker and getting his inning uh, last night, you know, they just looked like a team that uh, just had, I, I won't say had no interest. They just had no place being on the same field as the Phillies. And it was somewhat satisfying because I'm a notorious jazz Chisholm hater. I don't hate him as a person. I just think he's incredibly overrated. And I mean, what, I think he went over eight with four K's after yeah. all that about like, how he loves the bright lights and how he's an alien. Like, come on, you got it better than that. It's, I don't know. I think it's one of those things. Like, obviously I can't talk from experience, but I, you don't know the bright lights until you're in the bright lights. And I think there was a quote from uh, Skip Schumacher, the Marlins manager talking about in game one, where he looked around his dugout and kind of saw everyone's faces. And they're like, Oh, like this is what playoff baseball is. And, they're a young team that hasn't the, – the only time they were in the playoffs in recent memory is – well, not recent memory, but, like, recently was the COVID year when there's no fans. So, like, they haven't seen anything like this, and I don't know. It's going to be tough, and they really just – obviously, like, disinterested isn't the word, but they just didn't ever look like they were going to be close. I'd say almost non-competitive would be a better yeah, word. Yeah, very non non-competitive wow. was – and not that they weren't trying, but yeah, and like this could have been a better series if if Sandy Alcantara and Sixto were healthy. But like at the yeah. end of the day, it's not we're not here to, to deal in hypotheticals. You know, Josh Bell, we knew he was like that was my you know we we talked mm -hmm. about it before. Like he wasn't afraid of this because he did it last year. He saw this. He had a huge hit in Game Five for them. Like he wasn't phased. Jorge Soler, I think World Series MVP, if I'm not mistaken. If not, like he had the biggest home run to win the Braves the yeah. World Series. Uh, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like that's just, it was a battle between a team that wanted it more and a team that was more talented and the Phillies just prevailed there. And, and I mean, that Bryson Stott grand slam, like the game was over. Oh, at that yeah. point. Like my, I was watching, I decided to stay in watch with my mom and dad. And the second he hit that grand slam, my dad said, all right, I'm watching the rest from bed. Like that's, that's, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's that roll, was... roll credits pretty much. Yeah. That, that was just kind of, they I mean, again, it looked like a game that was never going to get away from the Phillies even before that. And then the Grand Slam was just like, all right, like this series is over. And I think you could kind of tell in the stadium, like everyone went nuts. But like, I think that was the one where it was like, all right, like we're through, like we're on the Braves. Here we go. The playoffs start now, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the, any of the videos like without the announcer? Yes. They're so cool. Yeah. I love – I've watched the – oh, God. There's a couple of them that I've watched probably, like, 15 to 20 times a day. Like, I just pull them up. Yeah, I, I can't I, get enough of them. Well, I tweeted it on our main account where I was like, the Phillies have played very well so far, but, like, they didn't have a moment yet. Like, that, they haven't yeah. had a specific moment that will be, like, in a season-long trailer or in, like, the World Series DVD pre – like, something like yeah. that. Like, they hadn't had – like, that was the first moment of the postseason run where we're like, all right, this is, you know, something we're going to remember uh, regardless of what happens here. But um, all right. So we're obviously going to talk about the rest of the, uh, you know, the Phillies Braves preview, but we're going to talk quickly around the rest of the league just to make things a little bit more entertaining. How about those Arizona Diamondbacks going into Milwaukee and sweeping the Brewers? I picked Diamondbacks in three, but man, they took care of business. Yeah, I, well, I didn't think the Brewers are going to go that far. I did not see Arizona doing that. That was, uh, I mean, that was impressive for them. That that was a really good, like, uh, I, I'm, I was really impressed with them. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the fact, like, they won that game one when they absolutely should not have, right? Like, you had Corbin Burns, one of the best pitchers in the league, on one side, and then a bullpen game on the other. And once the Diamondbacks won that game, like, all the pressure was off their shoulder. Like, they went in. <laughs> with a one nothing series lead, knowing that they had their number one and number two going. And last night, Gallon got roughed up in the first. He settled in fine. They mm -hmm. they won that game uh, later in the game. So I wouldn't say, like, the Brewers just rolled over. But, man, the fact that they just went in there and, and took two straight like that was very impressive. 
And I wouldn't say like they remind me of the Phillies of last year, but you know, they're a young team that didn't have much experience. They have two elite starting pitchers in the front of that rotation. And I, I don't know. I think they'll give the Dodgers a good, a good series. Yeah, I think so too. It's um, the power of just sneaking that, that game. Like whenever it is in the series, when you're just like, you know, you're throwing your bullpen out there and hoping to kind of get away with it. Like, the momentum that gives you is just unbelievable. And they're they're going to be set up. I mean, they're set up pretty well now. They'll have, what, Merrill Kelly going and then probably Gallon again. Yeah. Um, and then from there, it's going to be a little bit of, eh, you know, we'll see. But, like hey, – but Like, that bullpen game worked. You know, obviously yeah, the, the yeah, it worked. It's a little better than the Brewers, but there's – Just a little you know, bit, but – Yeah. The pitching, like, I don't know. There's just, be able to hit them. There's nothing better than winning the game you're not supposed to win. And then on the other side of it, there's nothing more deflating than losing the game you are supposed to win. Like in our World Series this year for club, we played Florida State and they were on their like number three or four. And we had, you know, like all the momentum going right. And then they had to beat us twice. So we lost that first game. They got their ace back for that second game. So we're, we're like, oh, man, like, you know, we had that opportunity. We yeah. ended up beating them, so it didn't matter. But it was just like in the in the dugout, we're like, man, like if we lose, like we, you know, if we lose to their ace, that's okay. But like we lost the game, we should have won to start things off. And it's it's really just about how you respond to that. But um, n- n- not really much else to say about the Brewers. Like they're not going to be competitive until they get more bats. Like it sucks that yeah. Brandon Woodruff's hurt, but they lost that series because they didn't hit. Like plain and simple. Yeah, no, I agree. And they had, they had a couple chances there, I know. I, I mean, they were kind of on at the same time as the Phillies, so I didn't really pay too much attention to them besides, like, scoreboard watching. Uh, they showed the chance that Willie Adonis had. Uh, he had the bases loaded with two outs in the eighth, I think, and, you know, ground out. Uh, they had a couple like they had a couple chances, but just never really put it together. No. No, well, congrats to the Diamondbacks. They'll be taking on the Dodgers. They got a fun team. Corbin Carroll, I mean, I think he had a 25-50 season as a rookie. He's got some ridiculous pop. Like the home run he hit in game one into the second deck in Milwaukee oh, yeah. was an absolute bomb. And you look at him, and he's like a skinny, you know, fast guy. Like he's – I mean, outside of Acuna, there aren't many people that have that much of a combo of speed and power. Maybe like Julio Rodriguez, maybe Mookie. But, like, he's got a bright future. And I don't know. Phillies D-backs uh, NLCS would be rather interesting. We'd have that'd home pretty, field. That would be a fun one. That would definitely be a fun one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about this next series here because the Texas Rangers went in and just absolutely gave it to the Tampa Bay Rays. And I know I picked the Rays. I'm pretty sure you picked the Rays too. After the way that the Rangers, you know, kind of lost that AL West, I thought that they, you know, just exuded loser energy. They proved me wrong. What do you think? I mean, I was right there with you after that, Ed. And I don't know, I just – I feel like dropping that last game to lose the vision and the bye just would have been crushing. But I don't know, maybe this is a team that they didn't take that that harshly or anything. And I don't know, it's not like they went into a very uh, tough environment there in Tampa. That was, But they – that was another series where it looked like just the Rays were never even close to competitive. No, some rare defensive miscues from the Rays too. Like that's something that they've kind of built their bread and butter on. A couple of bonehead plays – I'm pretty sure uh, Margot had two errors in one play at one point there. Like he he missed like a you know a ball in the outfield and threw it away. Like just a nightmare scenario there. Poor Zach Eflin got teed off uh, yeah. in game two there. But um, yeah, no, I was very impressed with the Rangers. Uh, they have a very good team. I think I think I underrated their pitching a little bit. Like Jordan Montgomery has ace numbers and had an ace performance, which I don't think I saw coming. Nate Eovaldi had been pretty bad to end the season. I know he's coming off an injury, but he went out there and he absolutely shoved too. That's a team that is not to be taken lightly. And if I'm an Orioles fan, I still feel good about my team. But, man, like that, that they they could win that series. I think Texas could win that series. I don't think I'm going to pick them, but I think they could. Honestly, if I'm the Orioles, like – that's probably the last I, I do not want to play a team like that. They they seem like it's clicking right now, and that's a little bit and it kind of goes to the same thing with the Phillies. Like they've got some playoff experience and they're and unlike playing the Braves, they're going up against a team that hasn't been there since twenty seventeen, something like that. Like it's gonna be that's gonna be an interesting one too. Like that was I had the Orioles as a World Series pick, but I'm rethinking that now after seeing the Rangers play. 
So I uh, I saw I saw something interesting. Apparently, Max Scherzer threw a pain-free bullpen uh, recently. Yeah. So there's yeah. a chance that he could be back. And if so, look out. Because if you already have, you know, you already have Mo- Montgomery show that he can do it. Eovaldi, Scherzer, Dane Dunning, Andrew Heaney. Like, they got a lot of arms. And I think yeah. that that's going to be, like, they 100% will be, like, if you're doing one of those, like, breakdowns between two teams, between the Orioles and Rangers, like, the Rangers have the edge in pitching, without a doubt. I think the Orioles have the yeah. better lineup. But the Rangers, yeah. like, could go out there. And especially with the way that the, AL, you know, the division series are uh, are scheduled with the off days. Like they're going to make that competitive, but it's it's just good to see so much new blood in here. You know, Arizona, Texas, like all these teams that you know. Christ, I mean, there's no Red Sox, Yankees, or Cardinals. It's just weird. Yeah, it feels good. I don't know. It's nice. And to your Max Scherzer point, when I was I was watching the game, I'll, I'll get back to what we're talking about. I was watching the game, and they said that I don't think the ALDS is a reality for him, but if they make it to the ALCS or World Series he could potentially be pitching for them. But back to the new blood stuff, it's it's awesome. Like, I'm a huge, just in terms of fandoms, like, I'm a huge hater of, like, the blue bloods of most sports. And, I don't know, it's good to see. It's just good to see new teams in there. It, I don't know. It mixes things up every once in a while. I can only watch Yankee Stadium or Fenway in October so many times, to be honest. Like, that might be a crazy thing to say in terms of, like, just as a baseball fan. But, like, Give me something new. Well, and yeah, I, I agree. And that's a good seg- segue into the next game here. Minnesota was rocking. That yeah. looked like an awesome place to be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's a team that had lost 18 straight playoff games, which say it out, I mean, say it out loud. It's just ridiculous. Like 18 straight, <laughs> not just 18 straight series, like 18 straight games is absurd. And they, they remind me of the Phillies in a sense where like the monkey's off their back. Like I picked the Blue Jays because I needed the twins to show me that they could actually win mm-hmm. this series first. Now that they won the series, they're almost playing with, like, I won't say playing with house money, but, like, you know, they're the best Twins team in 20 years already, regardless of what happens. They're already there. And, you know, they have a great pitching staff. Pablo Lopez looked great. Uh, Sonny Gray looked awesome as well. They got, uh, I don't don't think I'm going to pick them to beat the Astros. I think they might go back to Minnesota down 2-0, which uh, there's only so much the crowd can do at that point. But, I mean, good for them, and you know, I think if you're a Twins fan, you are fine regardless of what happens in this series. Yeah, no, I think so, too. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's tough because, obviously, it always sucks to lose in the playoffs, but they haven't gotten over the hump that's taken them, I don't know, how, how many years it's been. It's got to feel great, and uh, the vibes around them are just awesome right now. That stadium looked great. The team's doing well. I don't know. It just it seems like a little bit. It's 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 a change in the vibe from like the typical AL Central team that's been in the playoffs. Just that division as a whole, they feel a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. And Royce Lewis is a star. I mean, two yeah. two home runs in his first playoff game. He was the first overall pick. I want to say seventeen draft, maybe eighteen. Uh, and you know, this guy's been through a lot. I mean, he tore ACL twice. Like that's something that. No player should have to go through it, especially someone that, I mean, if he was first overall in 17, he's like our age, right? Like he's somewhere probably between both of us, right? Like 20, I mean, he drafted, he was drafted yeah. my high school class. If he was 17, uh, two ACL injuries just slows down your progress so much. I mean, that's like almost a year recovery for each of them. I know he had, uh, I, I don't know. I forget if it was his first two at bats or just two home runs in the first game, but like the twins, you know, like Carlos Correa had a bit of a down season. Like he is probably still the de facto like face of the franchise, but like Royce Lewis is like the guy in Minnesota in terms of like, you know, he's going to be their their star player going forward. Yeah, no, he had a huge I think it was two home runs in, in his first two at bats that he series. Yeah. But he yeah, he had I mean huge series for him and it's awesome to see a guy like that who was like Huge prospect is probably just like the mental struggle and everything for dealing with those injuries was probably horrible. So for him to just have like that moment in itself is really cool to see. Yeah. Now the twins definitely won this game. But with that being said, I think the blue Jays lost it as much because we need to talk about why Jose Barrios was pulled after 47 pitches. And I've heard some reasoning that, you know, like the twins like to platoon a lot. So they had, you know, Barrios a righty facing all the lefties and they wanted to yank him. So that would make Rocco Baldelli have to pull all the lefties and then have the righties come in. 
But at some point, you like, even if that's the predetermined plan, like you have to have that like feel to be like, all right, Barrios is absolutely shoving. He's facing his former team in his former city, and you're just gonna pull him like that. And at the end of the day, like you know, they didn't hit, but like they lost that game because of those two runs that yeah. that Kikuchi let up. Like it's it, if you trust and obviously, like there's Jeff like. When we talk about game two starter, there can be different situations. If you like, if you bring out your number two pitcher, just you have your ace, your number two, and you only throw him forty-seven pitches in a playoff game when he's, and granted, like when he's throwing a shutout, it it's insane. I I don't like, I whatever they're trying to mess up with the matchups, like I don't know, it, it just. I don't think it matters. I think you have like one of your best pitchers going and going well. You should stick with that. And I don't know. Yeah, like I'm still mad at Rob Thompson for taking Wheeler out of game six of the World Series. Like I like Rob. I, I think he's a great, great manager. Like I don't want anybody else, but like there, at some point, like if you have a game plan, you have to be able to pivot away and say, All right, well, here's here's a play now. Cause even if even if the Blue Jays won that game, I, I mean Kikuchi was supposed to be their third starter so like yeah. you're you're going like all out to win that game then you have a game three you got to get 27 more outs tomorrow i don't know i just think that if i was the blue jays john schneider would not be on that plane back home like that is inexcusable and you saw the videos after the game of barrios like standing in the dugout by himself just watching the twins celebrate like that should have been his night like that should have been his chance to go out there who knows if they win if he keeps going, you know, especially the way the offense was playing, but like that I would, if I was him, I'd be asking either I'm out or he's out like <laughs> at that point. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's tough to like on one move fire someone. And I think like partially the bar- the barriers being out in the dug out in the dugout with everyone celebrating was like to congratulate some of his former teammates. Like he kind of went out and hugged and dapped up a couple guys, but like, it's tough to fire a guy off of like one. Like, granted, there was I think a really bad decision and just kind of like, I mean, just an idiotic decision. But I don't know. He's got a team going well. I think you kind of, kind of, you kind of have to take everything in perspective with that. Like, if I'm Barrios, I'm furious that you took the ball out of my hands when I was doing really well to stick with like, and I get like you have the game plan, but like, I don't know. They, like you said, you kind of got to be able to like see what's going on and change that. But it's part of like the playoffs. I think we've seen a lot of managers make that same mistake where it's like you kind of stick with that plan and it's like your plans have worked. They've gotten you this far. Let's stick with it. Let's stick with it. Let's stick with it. And like you almost get too stuck to that plan and ends up biting you at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats to the twins. Uh, Great series win for them. They'll be taking on the Astros. Let's pull up. The updated bracket here, so we can uh, take a look at what we got going on in the next round, which will get started on Saturday. So we got a nice-looking bracket here. Phil's in the bottom right. They'll be taking on the Braves, as this is the resident Phillies podcast uh, for the time being with our, unfortunately, our high school guys and Little League guys all in the past. This is all we got left to talk about. So we'll talk about the Phils here. They'll be taking on the Braves second straight year after last year. Man, that was just such a fun series last year. Uh, I would say that it's weird. Like I'm, I'm not as nervous, I guess, as I should be just because of how good we looked the last two days. But I think that some Phillies fans are a little bit too confident, if that makes sense. Like think we're just going to roll over like the best offense of all time. Yeah, I agree. But that's also like knowing Philly fans, like that's kind of how some people are in general. Like, so you kind of just take that with a grain of salt, but yeah, I'm, I feel good. Good, but I think like when I wake up Saturday, it's gonna be like heart's kind of in my throat. Like, oh god, like this is this is, like it's go time. But I don't know. I I've, I do feel confident in the Phillies' ability to at least like be very competitive in this series. Yeah. No, I mean I think there's a good chance they win. I just think some people like obviously you know Strider did not have a good performance last year, but like I mean he was 100% hurt. You know he was dealing yeah. with injury where he was like throwing 93 by the time Reese hit that homer. Uh, He's got incredible numbers against the Phillies. Like I'm going to 
pull up some stats here. Uh, let's see. So he's pitched. He, he had four starts against the Phillies in the regular season. He threw either six or seven innings in all of them and three or less runs in all of them. There aren't really many players on the Phillies that have good numbers against him. Trey Turner is 0 for 14. Brandon Marsh is the only one with, like, even okay numbers. He's 4 for 13 with a home run. But, I mean, Bohm is the only player besides Marsh that is above 200 against him. He's only hitting 211. Uh, I mean, I think that, you know, my, I, I, my official prediction, I would say, is they, I think they lose the first game. But then I think there's there's a real chance they win the next three. But I, I'm going to say Phillies in five because if you get Wheeler in game five, I like my chances. Yeah, that's so. I think if the Phillies split in honestly, so I think if either team splits on the road or gets a win on the road, I think that team will win the series. Um, who that ends up being, I don't know. I I might yeah. still. I think I might still stick with Braves in five. I think the Braves are going to win two in Atlanta. Phils will win two in Philly, and Braves will win game five. I, I hate think that the, the interesting thing is, so if the Phillies were to go up 2-1, would the Braves pitch Strider on, like, somewhat short rest? Like, I think it would be – You have to. It would be Saturday to Thursday. So you'd have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Actually, that's not even really short rest. Yeah, you, you have to you have to throw them at that point. There's, there's no – yeah, I'm, I, I'm basically basically my prediction is they lose both the Strider games and win the uh, the three other ones. I like that. I I don't if Strider comes back around in the elimination game in Philly, like with the Phillies a chance to win, I think he just gets shelled. But that's I don't know. It, it'll be it'll be interesting. I, I think I'm, I'm sticking with like Braves and five, but it's not a very confident Braves and five where it's. If the Phillies win one, one of the two in Atlanta, I think they win in four. So we know that it's likely going to be Strider versus Ranger uh, in game one. Ranger pitched six innings, one earned run against the Braves, is only outing this year. A uh, couple guys with okay numbers. Austin Riley, six for 16 with a homer. He has the most at-bats, though, so nobody's seen him more than 16 times. Acuna's four for 14. Albies is three for 15. It's, I'm surprised that, that uh, the Braves don't have that much experience against Ranger. They faced him in – it was game one last year because it was Ranger on the road versus Freed. And that was the game we won. Uh, I think it was uh, ended up being 7-6 after Matt Olson hit that home run. So I, I do like Ranger in this matchup. We'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, Strider without the Phillies crowd hawking on him and his injury could be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't love the chances in game one. But with that being said, game two being Wheeler versus Freed, I do like our chances. Because Max Freed is dealing with a blister, and man, some Phillies players have incredible numbers on him. So you got Nick Castellanos. This one actually surprised me. He's eight for thirteen with a homer off of him. JT is fourteen for forty with three homers. Trey Turner is fourteen for thirty-five with a homer. Uh, Harper's got two homers. He's hitting three hundred against him. Really, the only bad hitter I could like find like really bad is Schwarber's three for twenty-three against him. But other than that, man, like him not at 100% against this lineup, especially if they were to lose game one, I think that that they would win that game two with Wheeler pitching against him. Yeah, no, I definitely – I like their chances against – I mean, it's kind of similar to the Strider situation last year where he was kind of dealing with something was out and now he's coming back. I mean, Blister is a little bit different than whatever elbow issue Strider had last year, so like not too much. I've also never pitched with a – serious blister on my hand so i couldn't really speak to that completely but i I like their chances and that's the ranger game we talked about the uh like brandon fought and the the uh diamondbacks bullpen game earlier winning that like ranger suarez starting that it's kind of a similar thing where if he can keep you in that game through five or six and then turn it over the bullpen and you sneak that one against strider that's insane momentum going in i mean i think that's you're in a driver's seat there Oh, and the Braves bullpen's not good, too. Bryce Harper owns Rysel Iglesias, and we saw in the regular season he hit a couple homers off him. I know that if the Braves don't get length out of their pitching, they're going to be screwed. Like, even if the Phillies aren't going to hit Strider, they better at least get his pitch count up early to make things more difficult for them. I think – I mean, I honestly think if they win that first game, then they sweep them. Like, the Braves will be so deflated if – like, if they they lose that first game at home, knowing you have to face Wheeler in game two – and then yeah. go to the bank for Aaron Nola versus Bryce Elder. Charlie Morton's out. He's not pitching in the series. Oh, 
wait, what? Yeah, he he. I think his. I don't know if it was a blister or some type of injury or whatever. But what is going on with the blisters down there, bro? I don't. It was something where I'm looking up right now. But I know that whatever he was put on the injured list, it made him out for the NLDS, but eligible for the NLCS. Okay. We're most likely going to see. We're most likely going to see Brett Elder. Hang on. Let's see. Bryce Elder. Bryce Elder. Sorry, I was I was thinking of Brett Eldridge. Was the name of my top (laughs) head. Country music singer. Um, yeah, so Bryce Elder, I have some of his numbers up. He really hasn't thrown much against the Phillies. He threw seven shutout innings on June 22nd, but that was the only time he's faced them. Uh, out, I'm sorry, out the only time he's faced them except for when they faced him later in the year. Now, they had a really good outing against Elder on September 20th four earned runs, five walks, and zero Ks, okay. three and two thirds. Tale of two starts there, and a guy who is was born two weeks before me. So we're talking about a guy that's that's very young. No one really knows what to expect from him. Yeah, he was uh, – and I remember he, he was early in the year, had really good uh, kind of like peripheral stuff. So like your ERA, like stuff like that was – wins and stuff like that like were really good. But he had really bad hard hit rates and stuff. So people were squaring the ball up on him. Going into the like young guy having, you know, uh, prone to giving up hard hits, going into Citizens Bank, that's not a recipe for success. No, and you know his last two starts. So there was the one against us on the twentieth. There was also his last start against the Cubs, five earned runs, four walks. Clearly, he's been having some command issues lately, and that's something where if the crowd gets loud, he can yeah. get wild, that and can that can be a nightmare. Uh, so no one on the Phillies has more than five at bats against him. But Nick Castellanos hit two home runs. If you remember his two home run game against the Braves, that was against Elder. Oh, okay. So, so uh, I could I could see Castellanos having a solid series. As for Aaron Nola, he uh, he had a couple of spotty starts, a couple of interesting starts. So he let up five earned runs against the Braves on May 25th. He came back for six shutout innings on June 22nd, and then he had six innings with two earned runs on September 20th. So overall, fairly solid against the Braves this year, riding some great momentum. Him and Wheeler both said that they had some mechanical changes that they had before. It was either before the playoff starts or just like recently. But I mean, whatever he's been doing has been working right now. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, it looks like a just a, a switch is flipped for him. He he looks great. Yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for the series. I think it's going to be a great series for like non Phillies or Braves fans are going to love it. We're going to be stressed the whole time, but like yeah. it's just going to be good, exciting baseball against rivals that have a playoff history. Like there's sometimes where, you know, teams play like their rivals, like us and the Marlins. Like we don't have playoff history with the Marlins. No, we've never yeah. made the playoffs the same year as the Marlins ever. Like this is the first time we've been in the bracket at the same time. Huh. So like just the fact that, you know, we played them, like it was great. Don't get me wrong. But like that wasn't a heated playoff historic rivalry. Like we we knocked the Braves out in 93. I'm sure there are Braves fans still upset about that. You know, we knocked them out last year. We kept them out of the playoffs in 2011. Like, I I would not be surprised if this series gets a little chippy. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, I think it's almost guaranteed. It's just like you said, it's two divisional rivals, a lot of history between two. Uh, it's it's going to be a really fun series. It's going to be a great series for baseball fans, and uh, I don't know, it's going to be fun. So we both got in five, regardless of what happens. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think we're going five. All right, let's stay on the side of the bracket. We got a fun matchup, uh, another divisional matchup, Diamondbacks versus Dodgers. The Diamondbacks look great in their first matchup. Do you think they have a chance to pull off this upset? Yeah, I I think – I don't think there's a team left in the bracket that really, like, I couldn't even – I couldn't see beating any of their opponents. I think everyone at this point is really capable of beating anyone else. Um, that being said, like I, I do think the Dodgers are probably have a pretty decent advantage, um, but I, I think Arizona's got more than a shot. Yeah, yeah, I think this could ultimately come down to one of those. Like, I'm not going to say the the lights will be too bright for Arizona. I think it could be more just the Dodgers. I mean, this group has so much playoff experience; they make it every year. You know, they do damage most years. Uh, I. I I don't know, but with that being said, like before they got that ring in twenty, like they were kind of known for choking a little bit. So yeah, it, it, this could kind of be like you know, like a little brother gets the big brother, kind of like the Padres last year. It would be pretty cool if we could get two five game series. 
Yeah, no, I agree. And uh, since they're ranking 20, they haven't really done much either. So, and this year, I feel like they're going in with a bit of a younger pitching staff, which, which granted, the Diamondbacks pitching staff doesn't have much of an experience, but I, I don't know. I, I could see, I could see another five gamer here. It's, I think it's all, I think all of these series are going to be really good. I'm going to go Dodgers in four. Uh, I think that, you know, Arizona's pitching was set up nice for a three-game series. I think a five-game series against a not terrible offense is not going to humble them, but, like, I, I don't think they're going to win a bullpen game against the Dodgers. That's the, that's the main thing. Like, I think that lineup's too good to kind of just, like, tiptoe and maneuver around. And then if yeah. they lose one of the Kelly or Gallon starts in L.A., like, it's going to be tough to overcome. But I think, I think the Diamondbacks are going to – I think they're going to show they belong there. And they have that they have a core that can, uh, you know, that they can build off of in years to come. I'm with you. I'm going to go. I'm going to go Dodgers, but I'm going to go Dodgers in five. Two five gamers would be very nice. All right, let's switch over to the other side of the bracket. We need to talk about the team, the, the really the least talked about team. I mean, according to Fangraphs, they have one of the lowest odds to win the World Series, which in my mind is crazy. Is the Baltimore Orioles, and I think that this is a series where you know they're going to be. It's weird. Like there aren't many times where the new young, like new kids on the block are also the favorites. You know, they're like a lot of the times the one seed is not that, you know, young frisky team, right? Like the young frisky team usually sneaks in, try to tries to do some damage to the underdog role. How do you think they're going to do balancing that, you know, they're the favorite, but they're also the new kids on the block? Uh, honestly, I did, like, I feel like with the type of team they have and where they're at, I don't think them being the favorites are really going to affect them. I think it's – I don't think that's really going to come too much in the mind just because it's like it's their first playoff experience. Like I think they're going to be more focused on that than the fact of like, oh, we're the favorites. You know, they're, they're the one seed, but they're not in the same situation as the Braves who have been a really good team for a really long time and like have this huge year. Like I don't know that it's – you know, for like for the Braves, like it could be like a this could be the year type of feeling for them. It's like a almost like we're so back feeling. Yeah, I think, I think it's easier to like kind of go off of that. Yeah, like you're almost not playing with that. I, I get what you're saying. You're almost not playing with that pressure because you're, you're like the window has been slammed open. Yeah, like the window for this core. Obviously, you never know what happens down the road with free agency and stuff. But like the the window for this core for the next four or five years like the sky's the limit and I think that for them they're going to need to have their pitching step up and I think I think Kyle Bradish is criminally underrated I mean his ERA was under three this year like he's kind of like a Jordan Montgomery where it's like nobody considers him an ace but he is the ace of this team and he's going to have to go out I think this series is really going to come down to are we going to get the good Grayson Rodriguez that's been lately or the bad from earlier in the year and he seems like he's got things figured out uh, I'm excited to see. I'm going to pick the Orioles in this series, but I think that, uh, you know, it's weird. Like the Rangers as a as a group aren't terribly experienced, but individual players are. Like Semyon's been in the playoffs. I think Seager was the World Series MVP. Yeah, Seager's got a win. Yeah, and on NLCS MVP with the Dodgers. Like they what got – Montgomery's been there a bunch. Yeah, he was there with the, he was there with the Yankees. He was there Cardinals. with the Cardinals, I believe. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. This, this is a tough series. Can you see this being another fiver? I could. I see. Like last episode, I picked the Orioles as my World Series winner, dude. I if coming from the perspective of like an Orioles fan, I'm not an Orioles fan, but putting myself in the headspace of one, dude, I do not like to look at the Rangers, bro. They look. I. I mean, they just went and beat up on Tampa. They look scary. Uh, I don't know. Could be a fiver. I am I going to tank my World Series pick this early? I think I am. I think I'm going to go Texas. I think I'm going to go Texas in four. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll go with the Orioles. Um, but man, I don't, I don't feel I don't feel good about it. And that's more of an indictment on the Rangers than it is on the Orioles. You know. Yeah. No, that that's a good point. That's I did not think the Rangers like. I, not not a single part of my mind thought the Rangers had this in them. Dude, this next series, man, am, am I going to do the thing? Should I, pick, should I pick the Twins? Uh, man, like, I don't know. I, I, uh, 
I don't, I, I don't think like, I can, but like if you, I mean, if if it comes down to pitching, like I, I honestly would take the Twins rotation over the Astros rotation because Christian Javier has been terrible this year. Framber yeah. has had an awful second half. Like Verlander's been Verlander, he's been fine. Um, but outside of that, man, like they they kind of scare me a little bit. I don't know. Like when you look at the Twins, I mean, Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray both shoved. They have Kenta Maeda. They have Bailey Ober. Like they have, you know, like Joe Ryan hasn't had great numbers, but he's had playoff starts before and he's had a, a solid career but like i don't think anyone is touching that J- joanne duran guy that dude is disgusting. yeah dude he's he a splinker <laughs> i saw that the splinker dude that was like 101 too it was ridiculous yeah. i don't know man I, is there any chance that all four of these go five games i i think so i think especially with like the division series where it's it's a bit shorter. There's definitely a shot. Oh man, am I gonna do it? I'm gonna take the Twins. I I, like I, I know it's crazy. I like, but like it. I think that you know the pitching wins, and uh, they they absolutely shut down the Blue Jays, who are a good offense in their own right. Like, but you know, it, the the, the question is going to be who on the uh, the Twins offense is going to be like the difference maker. Is it going to be Royce? Is it going to be uh, you know what I'm calling it? Carlos Correa revenge series against the Astros. Ooh, I know. Yeah, I, don't think has, I didn't even think about that. I, I don't think he has any ill will because he wanted to get his money. It's not like yeah. he left the Astros on bad terms. Like it's just like, hey, like we can't pay everybody, you know? Yeah. I'm yeah. gonna say Twins and four. I think they split what? in Houston, and then you come back to Minnesota, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just like it's a team that's playing without the weight on the shoulder. Like you, you wonder how the Astros like. Could they become complacent with the fact, like, hey, they won the ring last year. Some of those guys have two. They make it almost every year. Like, they can't make the World Series every year, right? Like, yeah, I, think, yeah. I, I said when I picked the Blue Jays in the last series, I said I needed the Twins to prove it to me. And what I saw in that last series was a team that is playing loose, is having fun, and could potentially just out-energize the Astros. I, I like that as well. And I think with uh, Houston, they're – so for one thing, like – I think this is, I don't know, sounds kind of weird, but like the greats don't get complacent. You know, if they're like truly a great team, if they're one of the dynasties, which like, I don't know, they've won two rings, they've been in multiple World Series, like you're probably considering them as one. I, you know, it's, they're going to show up and just kind of battle, I think. It's, yeah. and they're playing, I think they're, they on paper and just like statistically, they look far worse than the team they were last year. But they have a lot of those pieces, and it's hard to pick against a team that like I've seen do do it so many times. Yeah, I think they're I think they're one title away in the next couple of years from dynasty. Because in my mind, yeah. dynasty has to be more than two. I think. With that being said, making like they made it when they lost to the Nationals, they lost to the Braves. Like I guess this is you know they've made four. I think like I consider the Giants, you know, the dynasty. Like they won three and five. Yeah. Like, I think if they win one, it's hard to put a time frame on it. Just with this core, you know, Bregman, Altuve, like. Yeah. No, I, I, I respect that. That was like, so the, the, this comes into a little fun debate. So you have the Giants who won three chips, but missed the playoffs in like the rest of those years versus like the Astros who have basically either been in the World Series or won the World Series since 2017. It's like an interesting to say, like who's the better core there. Yeah, but I, I agree that like a third one would definitely be um, big for them. And for kind of what I was talking about, I think they're going to win in five. I think I think the Twins bring the energy, bring all that, and probably catch them off guard a little bit and push it to five. But I think in that game five, like the experience, the vets, like that core, I think they're just going to kind of. You know, like, all right, let's go, boys. Let's do it again and just get it done. Yeah. All right. Well, man, this is this is one of the best NLDS, like, just group of matchups that we've had in a while, I would say. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's very, very exciting. I'm going to stop the uh, – there we go. Whew. All right. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad that uh, there were actually no um, game threes because I'm not sure we would have been able to record tomorrow night with me covering the, uh, the Strathaven and Garner Valley. Delco football game of the year, 100%. I mean – that's I was good. so mad that the, those teams didn't play last year because, uh, I mean, I hate to say it, they're, they've both kind of taken a little step backwards from last year. Like, they're both, you know, both incredible teams. But, like, you know, Garnet Valley just 
they they almost yeah. lost to Lower Marion last week. Like they're they're I would have liked to see them last year, but with that being said, you know this. Delco football now is uh, still in the works. So, it's probably uh, the best chance that someone has – or a Central League team has had to beat Garnet in a while, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. It's. I mean, they haven't they haven't lost in five years in the Central League. Like, Ridley, really? Ridley was up at halftime in a game I covered, but Garnet just crushed him in the second half. Yeah. I remember, they, I remember they following lost, like, your tweets for that. I think it was 2018. Um, yeah, we got, we got an exciting Phil series here. I mean, I think that this is going to be memorable for one way or another, and I think that this – you know – both the Braves and the Phillies windows aren't closing anytime soon. And I think that just based on this format now, there's a very good chance that this is, you know, last year and this year, are just the beginning of us playing them. Like it could be like an every year thing. Yeah. I'm honestly like, I hope so. It's for a while. Like when the Phillies were terrible and this like is probably bad to admit, like I was kind of rooting for the Braves in the playoffs just cause like, I don't know. I think they have such a fun team. In terms of, I, like, I liked them the year they beat the Astros, mostly because like, it yeah, was, yeah, the whole cheating thing was still very prevalent, and you know that team was fun. Like they were playing oh, yeah. without, you know, without their Carson Wentz, right? Like when Acuna got hurt, but I don't know. I think that uh, I think that beating them this year would officially like establish the, you know, you guys might own the regular season, but we own you when it counts, and that's all that matters. I I agree too, and it's uh, I think it's going to be I don't know. This setting it's setting up a rivalry that I don't know that we've really seen in terms of like Philly sport. We don't really have like a playoff rival yet for most Philly sports. Maybe like the Celtics and Sixers, but the Celtics always beat the Sixers, so it's not yeah, like yeah, it's not a rivalry. Yeah, it's not really much of a rivalry. Like this, I think this is going to set up some really fun like weeks in October in the next couple of years. Yeah. I'm thinking uh, as for the next show, uh, depending on how the series goes, maybe pop back in on like Tuesday night or something after the first two games, uh, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll catch up with things, but everybody, thank you for tuning in. Uh, you know, it's no, no better time than red October. You know, I know this, this uh, podcast was created mostly to cover like high school baseball, like Delco league, all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, this area is at its happiest when it's Red October. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. If you don't already, subscribe to our channel below. Uh, if you're listening on audio, make sure to check out the YouTube channel. We're going to be doing a lot more content stuff. Shout out to Delco Stakes, a man on the street interview that are, uh, I guess I should say, series of interviews. Uh, you know, I, I was impressed with the people that could pick Jason Worth uh, for the Phillies all-time playoff home run leader. We got a lot of Ryan Howards, which is to be expected. That makes but, sense, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't already know, that's probably who I would say too. But um, yeah, sky's yeah. the limit here. Sounds some fun. Shout out the one woman that said Darren Dalton. That yeah, was, that was funny. That was that was a, that was such a good pull. Like, yeah, <laughs> thick Delco accent too. I can oh, tell. Yeah. Something. Yeah. But all right, everybody, uh, enjoy these next couple of Phillies games. We got a lot to lot in store, and hopefully, lots to talk about uh, in this next episode here. So, thank you as always for listening. We'll see you next time.